It's a many blessings. Bless the name of the Lord, O my soul. Let us pray. Lord, we thank you for today. We thank you for the privilege of serving you, knowing you, working with you, working in your vineyard. We desire to know you more, like the Apostle Paul said. We desire to walk in your ways. Strengthen us with great grace. The Lord will not be found wanting. Help us, O Lord. Perfect all that concerns us. And let your grace abound. This we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. This morning, I want to go to a subject that we all are somehow familiar with. And I take it from Acts chapter 17 and verse 30, which reads, And the times of this ignorance God has winked at, but now commanded all men everywhere to repent. I'm speaking on the subject of knowing God. Knowing God. God doesn't want anybody to be ignorant of Him. Knowing Jesus. But precisely knowing Jesus. You know, this church has a vision statement. And we say that knowing Jesus, sharing Jesus, and preparing to be with Jesus. So we find it very important that every person who worships with us and who is a member of the church, some way, somehow gets to know, not to know about Jesus, but to know Jesus. Because there's a difference between knowing about Jesus and knowing Jesus. Hallelujah. The people that are spoken about in the book of Acts, when Paul went to visit Athens, he saw that they heard about Jesus. They had heard about God, but they did not know the true God. And I don't want to fall in that same situation. I want to be like Paul, who after working with the Lord Jesus, in the epistle to Ephesians, in chapter 3, verse 10. Sorry, Philippians, Philippians chapter 3, verse 10. Philippians. Says that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings be made conformable unto his death. This tells you and I that a person can be in church or can be religious or can walk around God and around Jesus and still has a level of knowledge he hasn't yet experienced. Amen. And that is why I'm interested in you and I knowing Jesus for who he really is. This tells you that there are levels of the knowledge of Jesus. The first level of knowing Jesus is what I call the factual Knowledge. There are people who have the facts 
they know the facts that there is a man called Jesus. Once upon a time, a friend of mine, an evangelist, went to a place to preach. And he asked the people, have you heard of Jesus? And the people said, is he another drink or something like that? Because they had heard of our Coca-Cola, but they didn't know about Jesus. So that kind of knowledge is not what we are talking about. But that's what we call the factual knowledge. There are many people who have heard the name Jesus. They know that he's a religious leader. They know that he, they have all their ideas, which we all, at a point in time, had. When I was a little child, and I believe many of you, just as we were kids and we didn't know the word of God, we thought Jerusalem, the city of Jerusalem, wasn't here on this earth. We knew that it was in the sky somewhere. How many of us used to believe that? Yeah. <laughs> so, we also used to believe that Jesus never really, you know, was special. We thought that Jesus and other religious leaders or founders were just the same. Until we had an encounter one day and we saw that, no, he is actually God. So knowing factually about Jesus doesn't make you really know him. Many people go to church and yet they do not know the Jesus of the church. In fact, Paul prophesied that in the last days, many will have a form of religion, but deny the power thereof. So you can go to church, you can read about Jesus. There are people who read a lot. When I was in secondary school, my teacher, my BK teacher, was an author of religion, religious books. And some of you who are older may know him, T.N.O. Kwakupum. When he used to write the Synoptic Gospels, he wrote and analyzed the Gospels, analyzed the Old Testament, analyzed the New Testament. Very well. A great academic. He didn't know Jesus. We left school in 1980. O-levels. In 2004, I met him at a um, um, T.L. Osborne crusade. At Elwak. And he says to me, all that time I was talking about those synoptic gospels, I didn't know Jesus. Now I travel to Nigeria and somebody preached to me about Jesus. And now I know Jesus. So people can have factual knowledge about Jesus. Write about him, describe him in different ways based on their philosophies, their ideas. Have all the facts. He can tell you the synoptic gospels about the miracles of Jesus. The ones he believed and the ones he didn't believe. He could analyze the character of Jesus in the New Testament and compare it to the Old Testament. He used to make some statements which were even blasphemous, I wouldn't want to say. But, 20 something years down the line, he comes and says, I didn't know the Jesus I spoke about. And it's not, one, it's not a wonder. Because Jesus said, on that day, Many will say, did we not do this in your name? And he says, I never knew you. So it's possible that people are saying they know him, that he does not know, or they don't really know him. So number one level of knowing Jesus is knowing about him. And if you look at the story of the woman with the 
uh, at the well in John chapter 4. This woman had heard that a Messiah was coming. She knew about Jesus. Look at chapter 4, verse 26 to 29. John chapter 4, verse 26. Jesus said unto her, I speak unto thee, I am he. She was talking about the Messiah. And upon this came his disciples and marveled that he talked with the woman. Yet no man said, What seeketh thou? Why talkest thou with her? Now verse 28. The woman then left her water pot and went to her way into the city and said to the men, look at verse 29, Come see a man which told me all things that I ever did. Is not this the Christ? So, even after talking to Jesus, she didn't still have that affirmed knowledge of Jesus. The whole discourse from verse 3 or so up to 27 or 26 did not necessarily result in she knowing Jesus. Because she's asking, is this not the Christ? Knowing Jesus is not about knowing facts or the works. A lot of people at this level of knowledge only know the works of Jesus. They've heard about the miracles. They've heard about the things he's done for people and what he can do. But they have not tasted of this. In fact, James in chapter 2 verse 19 says that you believe even the devils also believe. So knowing Jesus is not only about knowing that Jesus works miracles. He heals. He delivers. He said, you believe. And the devils also believe. In fact, they don't just believe, they tremble. So there are many of us, when we are in crisis, we know whom to look for. But perchance we think he doesn't pull up, we have other sources that we are looking for. So the devils, they know about Jesus. There is a difference. The difference is that they do not want to submit to Jesus. So many of us, we can come to church and still we hear about Jesus. We have read about him. We have seen the testimonies. We know what God is, how he's working the miracles in the lives of people. But we are not ready to walk with him. This morning, as we know Jesus, may we get to the highest level of knowing Jesus. Say amen. In the gospel according to Luke, chapter 24, from verse 13 to 35, we'll not read, but we'll read maybe one verse or so. There is the account of the brothers, disciples, who were talking on their way to Emmaus. The Bible said, as they were walking, Jesus appeared and joined them in the walk. And he had a chat with them. And the Bible says, and he narrated to them from the time of the prophet of, of, the, of, of Moses through the prophets to the time of his death. And after all this narrative, they still couldn't. But their hearts were kind of cut. But look at verse 27. It says, and beginning with Moses and all, at Moses and all the prophets, he expounded in other words, he explained, he broke down, he gave them an experience. He simplified their perception 
of their knowledge. He became real to them. It's after that that their eyes began to be opened. Even though it was not very perfect. It was when he prayed with them. But he began, before the prayer, he expounded. Now let's go on to 28 and then to about 31. Then we'll, we'll take on the next issue. And they drew near the village, whither they, were, they went. And he made as though he would have gone further. But they constrained him, saying, Abide with us, for it is toward evening, and the day is far spent. And he went in to tarry with them. And it came to pass, as he sat at meat with them, he took bread and blessed it and broke it and gave it to them. Verse 31. And their eyes were opened, and they knew him, and he vanished out of their sight. So for one to know to the next level, you need an exposition. You need somebody to show you who this Jesus is. Then after that, you need the spirit. This is what he says. And after the prayer, that prayer revealed or opened the door for the Holy Spirit to be revealed to them. I'm making a very great important point here. That without the word and without the spirit, you cannot say you know Jesus. I cannot know Jesus except I have heard his word. Except you have heard his word. And that word you hear must provoke a certain reaction, which is faith. The Bible said, faith comes by hearing. And hearing the word of God. You can't get to know Jesus by rumors. You've got to hear his word through he himself or through his anointed servant. And when you hear about Jesus... The Bible says, as he prayed, in other words, as he invoked the presence of the Holy Spirit, it became a different story for them. So, number two level is an experience of the knowledge of Jesus. So, you cannot know Jesus just by hearsay. You cannot know Jesus just by what is out there in the, on, on, on the internet. You need him to personally Expound his word to you. That is why we open the scriptures. That's why you must not be offended when somebody is preaching or teaching to you. Teaching you. Because through the exposition of the word, you get to know the Jesus. Hallelujah. If you are not patient and you don't want to sit at the feet of any brother or sister, you may think you know Jesus, but you only may know about Jesus. Knowing about Jesus is not the same about us as knowing Jesus. And you cannot know him except the Holy Spirit comes into the picture. Say amen. Now, in the third level of knowing Jesus is what I call the intimate level of knowing Jesus. This is what Paul is talking about. Paul, in, chapter, in Philippians 3, 10, had worked with Jesus for many years. In Acts chapter 9, we know that Jesus met him. When Jesus met, he said, Who are you, Master, that I may follow you? Show me what to do. Jesus showed him what to do. He followed Jesus. He wrote epistles. He visited churches. But was in prison, after 
suffering for Jesus. He's still writing a letter and says that I may know him. I don't know where I've reached in Jesus that I will say the same thing. After all that he did for the Lord and with the Lord and in the Lord, here is a man saying that I may know him. What kind of level of knowledge is Paul talking about? I see this by revelation in 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18. When he says, But we all, with open face, beholding us in a glass, the glory of the Lord, are changed into the same image from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. As we behold his face, you know somebody by in intimacy, by looking at them through and through, spirit, soul, and body. You know somebody, when you've had a conversation with them for a long period, you've known somebody when you have dealt with their character over a long period. You know somebody when you have seen their ups and their downs over a long period. You know somebody when you have been through water with them, when you have been through fire with them, and they have been there for you, you know whether they are faithful or they are unfaithful. Say amen. You know somebody, depending on what they manifest in your dry moments and in your wet moments. This is what we call intimacy. Like a husband and wife, 30 years. Pastor Bimbong. And his wife, they were talking about it. He said it in the, in the first service. Over the years, there will be times that things you may agree to disagree. But you know, through that experience, you know better, each other better. Hallelujah. And those of us who are also coming, as we move around, the same. Those who are nine years, as you move with your, your partner, your wife or your husband, you get to know each other better. When we say we know somebody, we mean we know his character. We know what we can predict what he or she is likely to do in the, under a certain situation. When you say you know Jesus intimately and he knows you, it means that you know what Jesus is able to do in certain situations. If you don't know the person very well, you can't predict how he or she will behave under a certain situation. In the Old Testament... The Hebrew used a word called yada for knowledge, intimate knowledge. And that word means to perceive, to understand, to obey, to believe. That knowledge is not academic knowledge. That knowledge is not hearsay street knowledge. That is talking about something that a relational, this morning Pastor Bimbo talked about relation, he took part of the sermon. Relational knowledge, without a continuous relational relationship, you cannot say that you know somebody. Many of us, we know Jesus only on Sundays. Some of us, we know Jesus only when there is a, a program. Maybe a wedding or a funeral or... Uh, 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 something, uh, an evangelist is in town. Or we are by our television and Christian television is showing that's when we know Jesus. Jesus isn't somebody we know that way. 
It's a continuous relationship. Intimacy. Somebody you can perceive. Sometimes you don't see the person, but you know he's around. His, his, the, the order, the, the feeling. You just sense. You just sense it. If you are with your wife for many years, you can, you can sense after a period that, ah, if she were here physically, this is what she would do. If he was here, this is what he would do. That's intimacy. So when we say, do you know Jesus? You are not talking about, have you heard about Jesus? We are not talking about, do you know the miracles of Jesus? We are not talking about, do you know the, test, the, the parables of Jesus? We are saying that, do you, have you been walking with Jesus? Have you been intimate with him? Have you been submitting to him? Are you obeying him? Are you believing him? Are you perceiving? Are you thinking, like uh, uh, Paul said, are you growing into his image? There's one thing about long-term marriages. You see how they are, they are dressed white, white. With time, your taste and that of your spouse be, get alike. You become like brother and sister. Is it true or is it not true? They know. You know the rhythm. You know when, when we are going to church, we know the rhythm. You know when to sit in the car and when to get out. You know when he, he is tired and when he when he's troubled and when he's not troubled. You know when she is worried and when she's not worried because of intimacy. When you get to know Jesus, you know the things and the values and the, the standards of Jesus. And you are you are coming along, you are not grumbling. And you are in for the long haul. You are not in today, out tomorrow, because you know Jesus. Paul said, when he was going through turbulent times, I know whom I have believed. Second Timothy 1 verse 12. It gives us a clue. That if you want to know him, first thing is that believe on him. If you don't, Jesus is not somebody you just know for heart's sake. Like I've gone to study about Confucius or any other religious leader. No. Jesus is somebody you can only know if you believe him. He says, I know whom I have believed. For which cause I suffer these things. So whether rain or shine, whether things are well or not, I know whom I believe. And I am persuaded with that Jesus kind of knowledge, it comes with persuasion. You, you, you have a conviction. His knowledge is not liberal and laissez-faire. It's not like indifference. You can't say you know Jesus and be indifferent. You can't say you know Jesus and just be there. Your knowing Jesus would propel you into some action. A persuasion of a sort. You take a stand. You make a move. Knowing Jesus means you are prepared to defend him. Knowing Jesus means you are prepared to die for him and to suffer for him. Paul said, I, I know whom I have believed. I am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him. Knowing Jesus is an issue of faith and conviction. What are you convicted about? We are convicted sometimes about our fathers and our mothers. We know they can do this and do that and do that for us. But when it comes to Jesus, oh, that one is for the spiritual, for the pastors. This morning, as I begin to roll down, I want to challenge our hearts. That if you really say you know Jesus, then believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Now when we say believe, 
It's not just say that, oh, I know he exists. The demons also, they believe that he is existing. But your belief is a belief of submission. A belief of surrender. A belief that says, I depend on you. A dependent belief that says, I am wholly dependent on you, Jesus. Sometimes we say we believe in Jesus. But we believe in other people. We believe in government. We believe in money. We believe in our jobs. We believe in society. We believe in other things more than Jesus. But today, I want to challenge you, my brother, my sister. Jesus wants you to believe on him. Holy. Secondly, when we say, I know Jesus. Jesus wants you to operate from the position of the fear of God. In Proverbs 1 verse 7. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Maybe you say you know Jesus. But your knowledge does not provoke you to revere God. You do what you like. We do what we like. say, oh, I, I, I know Jesus. Because I carry a cross. Or because I have the Roman, it, Italian picture of Jesus in, as a picture on my fridge. Or in my bedroom. Or in my hall. The actor, the Hollywood actor, who tries to, they, they, they try to make look like Jesus. I have him. Or I have him with a sacred heart. With a star all over. So I have Jesus. You don't know Jesus. Sorry. That is not, because you don't believe in him. You don't surrender to him. You don't, you don't fear him. You don't revere him. You do what you like. You put your hand on your chest and say, me, I, I am, I, me, I am. I do what I like. That is not knowing Jesus. Because if you know Jesus, you will fear him. The beginning of knowledge, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. So if you say you know Jesus, one of the litmus tests that will show that you know Jesus is when you fear God. Everybody can say they, fear, they know Jesus. Everybody can say, I know Jesus. And I ask, how many of us know Jesus? Everybody's going to wave. But when it comes, how many fear Jesus? It, that if we are going to do something and we remember Jesus, like uh, the, the singer from Tekendi says, when, he come, when you remember Jesus, then you are restrained because Jesus. You cannot say that, oh, as for this thing, as for marriage, a fearsome. Jesus, Jesus, Bible, Bible, No. No. You must revere Jesus. Jesus is overall. He rules in every situation. Business, in marriage, in education. Jesus is Lord. So the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. So if you say you know Jesus, it must Translate into the fear of the Lord. Oh, yeah, dear. Oh, boy, for your crap. Oh, sorry, fear. Oh, When you are giving an offering, you don't just give the offering. You give it knowing that Jesus is watching you. When you are making a decision, when you are relating to your wife or your husband, you are not just doing it. You say, if Jesus were to be here, would he accept this my behavior, this my attitude? Would Jesus endorse what I'm doing? Then you'll be cautious. Because you know that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Say Amen.
Beloved, Jesus gives us a clue as to how we know him. In John 10, verse 14, it says, My sheep know me, I'm the good shepherd, and I am known of mine. You say, You know Jesus? Does he know you? Will he do like Abraham? He says, I'm about to go and destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. But because I know, I know my servant, my friend Abraham, he will teach his children, his family, how to keep the law of the Lord. So, when was the last time Jesus dialed your number? Even about your household. You are a man sitting in the house, and the Bible said in Amos 3 verse 7, the Lord your God, he will do nothing except he tells his servants, the prophets. You are the doorkeeper in the house. And things are happening. And the Lord didn't tell you. No. Are you known in the gates of heaven? When you are known. And you know Jesus. Because if you know Jesus. He knows you. When you dial the number. He will not say. Who is that on the other side? Because you, you, you are prov- nobody will tell you to pray. When you know Jesus. You are provoked to pray. You are provoked to worship. You are provoked to be in his presence. You are provoked to be in church. You are provoked to be part of the family of God. Nobody urges you. You say you know Jesus. But everybody, every day they are begging you to go to church. Then you haven't known Jesus. But when you know Jesus, you want to be with his children. You want to be in the, in, in, among his people. You want to serve him. You want to love him. You want to manifest your love for him. The knowledge of Jesus provokes the love, affection, intimacy. You want to be by his side. You want to be by his side. Somebody made a song. If you are looking for somebody to love you, Lord Jesus, look my way. Well, can you make that prayer to the Lord today? If you really know the Lord. And if he looks your way, what will he find? Will he find love? Will he find readiness? Will he find submission? Or rebellion? Confusion? insults, or anything that is not pleasant. We want to say that we know Jesus. Boldly. And not to be ashamed on that day. We don't want him to say on that day, go away, I never knew you. You workers of iniquity. I don't want Jesus to say that to me. And I don't want him to say that to you. So you want to be connected to Jesus. The way to do it, I believe, is to connect to the Holy Spirit. In Matthew 16, verse, from verse 16 to about 19, where Peter and Jesus asked them about who men say Jesus is. And we saw what Jesus said about Peter. It says, flesh and blood has not revealed this to you. Verse 17. Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. Hallelujah. Beloved, we cannot know Jesus without the presence of the Holy Spirit. Jesus himself said, I'm going back to the Father. But I'm asking the Father to send the Holy Spirit 
to reveal himself to you. Except the Father reveals himself to you and I, we cannot know him. This day, as we desire to know him intimately, not experientially, not factually, but intimately, I pray for you. As we bow our heads in prayer, you want to ask the Lord, Lord, I've heard about you, but when I look at my life, look at the measurement, I see I'm not walking in the fear of God. I see I'm not walking in real belief because I'm not surrendered to you. I see I'm not abiding in you. I'm sometimes in church, sometimes I'm with you. I don't know whether I'm really with you. You want to say, Lord Jesus, I want to walk with you and know you. Don't take it this lightly because according to the scriptures, on that day, people said, we did things in your name. And the Lord said, go away, you worker of iniquity. I never knew you. We don't want that to be said of us. We don't want that to be said of us. So we want to say, Lord, help me to know you. If you do not know Jesus, I want to also give you an opportunity to encounter him. The scripture is very clear. That God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. God has commended his love towards us. In that world we are yet sinners, Christ came to die for us. You may know about this, but except you take an, a step and believe on the Lord Jesus, you cannot say you know him. You might have heard about him in church. You might have read about him. You might have seen him on television. You might have saw, seen him or read about him somewhere online. But this afternoon, as we make a prayer, and dedicate yourself to the Lord. Maybe you are even born again. But you've seen that you do not really know him. Except the Father reveals him to us. Matthew 11, 27 20 to 30. Say, come unto me, all you that labor, heavenly, and I'll give you rest. And except you know him, except he makes himself known to you, you cannot know him. Say, Lord, help me to know you. Say that prayer personally. And if you are born again, and you want to continue knowing that to be steadfast, immovable, unshakable. Say, Lord, strengthen me and deepen my knowledge of you. That I will not go wayward. That I walk in the fear of the Lord, which is the beginning of knowledge. I've just begun. Help me to walk in your knowledge. Help me to live this life not walking wayward. Forgive me for transgressing your word and walking anyhow. Wherever I've gone wrong, oh Lord, I plead that by the blood of Jesus, have mercy on me. At this time, if you have never committed your life to Jesus, wherever you are, I can pray with you. And God will hear your prayer. You can make your own personal prayer. But as a testimony of your faith, I will not ask you to come here. But wherever you are, you can make a prayer this day. The scripture says that if you believe that God raised Jesus from the dead and confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, you will be saved. It is only when you are saved and the Holy Spirit is present that you will get to know Jesus the way you should know him. In a continuous way. You want to say that you really want to know Jesus. You want to serve him all the days of your life. 
You recognize that God Christ came to die for you. Not just head knowledge. But you know you want to turn around. You want to repent and stop living the way you are living. Because you know if Jesus comes, the owner of the world comes, you will not like him to see you the way you are. Then you want to make a, a, a move. And about 10. Today as we celebrate one of our daughters, our sisters, who stood up for Jesus and wanted to know Jesus to the very end. Until now, you also want to say, I want to live for Jesus. All my life, I don't want to live for myself. This morning we heard that relationship with Jesus and relationship with men is necessary. And this is what she lived for. You also want to do the same. You can say this prayer after me. Dear Lord Jesus, I have heard your word. I know that I am a sinner. Dear Lord, I know you came to die for me. So Lord, I'm pleading with you. Forgive me of all my sins. From today, I no longer belong to Satan and the world. From today, I surrender my life, my hope, my ambition, my dreams, my purpose to you, Lord Jesus. Keep my life. Walk with me. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Let me walk with you all the days of my life. I thank you that from today, I am your child. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for hearing me. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for the opportunity to hear your word. We pray that, Lord, we will get to know you more. Reveal yourself to us and reveal your word to us. Let us, Lord, not run away from your presence. Draw us close to you. We thank you. As we have prayed, you have heard us. In Jesus' name, amen.